The DeFalco Files is an entertainment-based program. Some memories of certain events might be fuzzy. All opinions are that of the host. Content might not be appropriate for children and some adults. Listener discretion is advised. And remember, the truth is here. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting presents The DeFalco Files with FSW owner Joe DeFalco and your host, Matt Michaels. Hey everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the DeFalco Files with the owner creator of FSW, the future stars of wrestling here in Las Vegas, Mr. Joe DeFalco. Joe, how you doing today? Well, I am uh, recovering from my golf outing yesterday. So, you know, we were talking a little bit about this. Uh, just to set up for, for listeners, uh, yesterday it was probably, what, about 110 or so degrees? Probably, or? yeah. So, so not the ideal conditions to randomly decide that you're going to play some holes of golf without, you know, equipment and water, etc. But it's been a long time, so give the give the listeners a little bit of uh, the story of how you ended up uh, golfing eleven holes yesterday. Well, you know, I decided on Sunday I was going to go hit some golf balls. It got too late. So Monday, you know, the wife works graveyard, so she went to sleep at like 1, 1.30. I got bad beat in my online poker, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go hit some golf balls. It was probably like 3, 4 o'clock. So I was starting to get a little later in the day. So I get there, and I'm wondering, there's like nobody around. Like, what the fuck? And then I see something about overseeding because I wanted to like, you know, practice some, you know, pitching and, and putting, but that was all closed but they did let you go to the golf range. But in the golf range, they have just the mats. And I'm lefty. So it's like, so the golf mat, instead of having holes for tees on the right and left side, they only have them on the right side, which makes fucking no sense to me. Like, there's 12 pads. Not one of them, God forbid, there's a left-hander that can use the tee. (laughs) And, you know, it isn't like it's the actual mat. Back when I would play, there was a mat, and you'd right. have the rubber tees. And right. you would move it to the left side, and you would hit it. Well, now they don't have the rubber tees. They have it on the black edges around the AstroTurf. And I'm like, I, I literally walked the entire thing to see, like, is there something on the left side? So, no. So, I'm trying to bang a tee into the AstroTurf, which you can't because it's almost impossible. <laughs> so, I was able to manage a couple of shots. But I was able to, you know, hit some balls off the thing. And I'm like, I'm hitting the ball pretty decently. It's pretty quiet here. You know, I always say I may not be the best golfer, but I'm one of the fastest. Like, I don't need to look nine million times. I'm going to hit the ball. So... I said, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to go play. I'm going to try to play around the golf. And it's like I only had six clubs on me, my putter, uh, a driver, a three wood, a three iron, five iron, and my pitching wedge because I was just wanted to practice. Didn't have my golf shoes. I need new ones anyway. It's probably been 10 years since I played. So a lot of the middle clubs weren't there. So I had to buy a you know bag of tees. I had to buy golf balls because I had nothing. 
so I go out there and I, I, I hit the ball pretty well. I, my putting sucked. And after nine holes, I really had a pee. After that, I went to go get something to drink. And it was like, it was 6.15 and it was like everything was closed. So I was dying. So I hit the 10th hole. I did. I hit the ball pretty well. The 11th hole was a par three. I got it almost to the green. I was just short, three-putted, and I'm like, ah, that, that's enough for me. If I go any further and I have a heart attack, nobody's going to find me till tomorrow. So I'm, I'm dying over here. Dry mouth, no hat, 107, whatever it is. So I'm like, you know what? I got 11 holes. I, I hit the ball pretty well. I'm, I'm happy with that first outing. I am going home to drink a half a gallon of lemonade. And uh, from this My one. Diabetes thanked me for that, too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. Huh? <laughs> so instead of, having, instead of having a heart attack, I was about ready to have a diabetic coma. So it was one <laughs> of the two. You go from extreme dehydration to extreme sugar spike i'll tell you oh, what it was good though man that raspberry uh thumbs up to that simply lemonade raspberry lemonade um that's pretty yeah i i gotta say man uh I, it's good <laughs> yeah i i bypassed my uh zero grams of sugar in my buy drink for uh probably about 112 grams of sugar for the half gallon but, oh, you know, oh, it was all, enjoyable. All natural, all pure. You can't go wrong because you know yeah. what you're putting in your body. <laughs> um, but you know what? 11 holes, that's admirable, especially in that heat and not being prepared, you know, not planning it. But after those 11 holes now, who are you ready to take on? Well, I see my trainer, Kenny King. I didn't know he was a uh... – you know, a golf advocate there, but you know, he lived in Florida, a lot of golf courses there. So obviously, and in Vegas. So, you know, we may, you know, I need to get a little better though, if I'm going to play for like, you know, knocking down his rate. Cause you know, he's gotten pretty high. So it's like, maybe I can get some back on the back end. Well, you know, you could, uh, you know, practice up a little bit hype it up and maybe uh you could do a uh a charity uh tournament between you and, and kenny uh you know i i want to i want to wait on i, I want to become good enough so when booker t comes out i know booker t is a, a massive golf guy so you know that's the, that's the main thing it's like you go there and then it's like man i don't want to hit like ground balls to second base and and hook it three holes to the other side and that's kind of embarrassing so it's right. like you know I, I was happy hitting the ball by myself you know doing my thing uh one thing i've learned from not playing in 10 years that when i hit a ball really good it doesn't go as far as it used to go <laughs> i'll tell you that i'm like man because i i would ask i go to the driving range and they're like i'm like hey how far is that pole there oh that's like 150 and i'm like Oh, I'm smoking it past that hole. You know what I mean? And it's like uphill. So it's really like 250. And then you go there and it's like you go on the hole and it's like it's 300 yards. And it's like, oh man, I just smoked it. And it's like, I still got like 150 yards to go. What the <laughs> fuck? Well, you know, uh, 
what's the saying? Uh, you get better with age. So you're getting better with age, just not farther. I'm, I might have to play off the girls' tees, you know? You know, hey. And now we we can we can find you uh, we can find you a good uh, woman opponent too. So oh, we yeah, have battle of the sexes, battle of the sexes, Joe. There you go. You know, uh, I've always would it be cool to have a uh, either an FSW poker tournament. Ooh. You know, I know Disco Inferno would be down for that. Yeah. An FSW golf tournament. It could be like the FSW Olympics because, you know, I know how to bowl. You know, if the guy at the Nerd wasn't such an asshole, we can do that. But, you know, we can golf. We could bowl. You know, we could play poker. You know, go to the batting cages. Man, I, I still got the sweet swing. You know what I mean? I'm sensing a, uh, yeah, like a, uh, just kind of a, a buy-in of uh, like a package, a tier package. And you could, you know, buy in for X. You get a, a week where uh, you just have uh, every day or every other day a new uh, a challenge of a sport. And uh, I like challenge you- George Furman. There we go. It's down, no. George. It's if out he there. wins, he gets free FSW shows for a year. Woof. And if he loses, well, the, that number's going to be pretty high. Well, speaking of FSW shows, uh, this coming Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, uh, it's going to be high octane at the FSW arena. Um, the, the big um, announce match is uh, Matt Vandegrift defending the FSW No Limits title against the number one contender who just won that uh, a couple weeks ago, Brandon Gatson. Um, you know, unfortunately, Gatson's uh, daughter and her uh, group were eliminated from America's Got Talent. This oh, were they? Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it, it was well, a hard So, in other words, he's going to be on a low heading into this biggest match of his career in a while. You know, I don't know. See, I wonder if that's going to be motivation because, right, you, you got – Well, now he's yeah. got to figure out how to feed the family because the daughter's not going to be able to. Right. You got dad wanting to show show the daughter that, you know, hey, you know, you just got to go out there and get it. And, you know, uh, and he's got to be the breadwinner, like you said. So, um, which puts Matt Vandergriff, I think, in a very unique situation because I think that – a lot of times guys like Brandon Gatson get underestimated because maybe they're not seen a lot. Uh, maybe, you know, you look at him being a, a 10 plus year vet and uh, just kind of over, you know, thinking that he's, you know, ah, he's back there. Matt's on this, you know, trajectory up. Could this be something that ends up being almost a trap for Matt Vandegrift where, uh, yeah, we've seen that no limits title kind of going back and forth between him and Jay Vidal. There's no predictability now, uh, and that title could be lost at any point. Well, you know, a lot of the newer fans don't realize that Brandon Gatson is a former no limits champion. So Matt Vandergrip is also looking to stop 
Brandon Gatson from joining the party as a two-time No Limits champion uh, that him and Jay Vidal uh, have, as yeah. well as Chris Bay, despite the fact Chris Bay has been the No Limits champion two times, and he's had zero successful title defenses. So, right. you know, who, who would think if you would say, hey, look at all these guys have been No Limits champion, uh, guess who's never had a successful defense? You know yeah. what I mean? So, so you never know. And Brandon Gatson is at, at the peak. And I would say normally maybe with Vandegrift feeling that way. But, you know, when Gatson made his return, he wrestled uh, Matt Vandegrift a uh, year and a half or so back. And both guys got injured. Uh, yeah. Vandegrift separated his shoulder. So, you know, maybe he's looking for a little payback because, you know, you could look at it as, hey, that stopped the uh, the momentum of Matt Vandegrift at that time. Right. Um, but also in, in, in talking to Gatson after his match, uh, Brandon did bring up the fact that in that match, that's where he got injured. And so he does have something to prove. Uh you know, he, he made it clear. It's like, you know, Hey man, I got hurt in that match and, uh, yeah, I got a little, little payback coming. So I'm very interested to see, uh, how that match is going to turn out. Um, I think that you couldn't ask for a better matchup, uh, between two guys who right now are probably at the best point, you know, Matt's at the best point that he's been so far at his career. Um, and, and Brandon, probably in the best shape of his life. So uh, that's going to be And he's pretty- also gotten that resurgence, like we talked about guys like Ryan Taylor, who yep. it took a long time to get noticed. And now Brandon Gatson is getting to work the GCWs, and he's getting a lot of love from the wrestling community that, yep. you know, in the past, FSW was – one of the few companies that utilized Brandon Gatson in, in a major role. And, you know, it, it's good to see people get rewarded. And, and the thing is, which is similar to say Orion Taylor is the shape that Gatson's got himself in. You know, he had a lot of back issues on and off over the years. That may have been part of the reason that kind of stymied his growth, you know, his ability to do things, you know, uh, he got set up in a big feud with Jacob Austin Young where they worked together. They, you know, they had some matches. But uh, Gatson turned on Jacob, who had the, uh, the cash in the case. And right after he laid him out at Samstown, he got hurt. And that kind of stopped everything. So, you know... It seems now maybe getting in the best shape of his life has helped heal his back. I don't know. But he hasn't had any uh, complaints. He's, he's eager to work. He's working a pretty full schedule. If you look all over the posters that are on Facebook for events in California, Brandon Gatson is, is on, you know, generally some shows every weekend. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, so if. You know, if you uh, are in Vegas, obviously come down to the FSW arena and catch it live. But if you, you know, are not too familiar with Brandon Gatson, you're not familiar with Matt Vandergriff, and uh, you have six ninety nine, man, 
just look at the FSW network and uh, check out the event. Uh, on yeah, the two, two of our two of Brandon Gatz's matches in the early days. You know, one was the match of the year, and the and the first year we we did it, him and Brian Cage, when Cage made his FSW debut at the Silver Nugget back in two thousand and nine. They had the best match of the year. And then Gatson followed that up with a guy who defies the test of time and haven't talked about him, but he was a great early FSW guy from Chicago who's had a resurgence also. Ice pick Vic Capri. Dude's like 45 years old and fucking jacked out of his mind. You know, he knew Modest from the King of the Indies back, back, you know, in, in the late 90s. And now we're talking 2022, and he's winning championships. And I swear, looking at him, like he's a vampire. This dude does not age. He is in the same. He looks exactly the same. And he was in great shape before, and he's even in better shape now. And, you know, Vic Capri is another guy who was on our, uh, you know, who, who was able to get out here. We had some, some super names back then. But I remember uh, Gatson and Vic Capri and, and Bryce Harrison. They were all kind of, you know, doing things together back in the day. And, you know, it, it's good to see that, you know, in the old days, you know, 40, it was time to put you out to pasture. Yeah. And nowadays, you know, 40 is the new 25. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, if you're – Guys like, you know, Sting at 62, 63, whatever he is right now, uh, you see that and you see them, you know, doing it on national TV. I think that that's inspired a lot of the guys who, you know, have and of course, of course, the uh, the technology and medicine and everything and being able to take care of yourself nutrition wise. It's it's a different game than it was. I mean, some of my favorite guys growing up were the guys who were 42 at the end of their career, and they looked like they were 64. Like Bruno San Martino, when he was, what, 42, 44, he looked like he was already 70. Well, back in those days, he used to wrestle like seven to eight times a week. (laughs) True, true. But, you know, just the aging in general, it's it's very interesting. And now – you know, uh, with the way that guys can bounce back from injury too, which is you know, but between the nutriment, the, the the nutrients, the nutrition, and the supplements, it, it's amazing how uh, you know nowadays, you know, guys in their late forties, early fifties are at the top of their game. Look at Chris Jericho. You know, everybody, yeah. oh, look at Jericho. He can cut a promo, but he's fat. He's out of shape. And then three months later, the dude was fucking in amazing shape again. You know? So, you know, you want to put the work in, you're going to get it done. If you don't put the work in, you know, some people are content, you know, being a legend and, you know, wearing the T-shirt. While others, you know, look at Chris Masters. Yeah. Just worked the NWA show. And yeah. he is a guy who's in his early 40s and no different. Looks like he's 27, 28 back in the old days. He's a better worker now 
than he was when he first started because he didn't know anything. He was he was yeah. kind of thrown into the mix early. Do your you know do the full Nelson or whatever the master lock, yeah. but not the ability to really work matches. And over the test of time, you know, I guarantee a lot of people would say, hey, if you look back, which of these guys wouldn't be doing anything 15 years later? And right. Chris Masters, along with his personality of, hey, he, you know, he's a stoner dude, like smoking the weed, you know, he isn't considered that type of guy, the old school. He's, he's about the business, but you sit and talk with him and he's a thousand percent with the business. Right. And now yeah. 15 years later, you know, even though I'm not a huge fan of the NWA and what they're doing, you know, he's still a marquee player. He could be a marquee player anywhere. You know, he was on impact a few yeah. years back and he left because of some issues that he had with management, which unfortunately seems to be the norm with uh, a good amount of people. So we know our good buddy Cross has no interest in going back, and he's mainly stated that on numerous occasions. Yeah, um, and uh, you know it's it's very interesting to uh, to see too that pool that it gives you as a promoter. Did you think? <laughs> Let's, let me ask you this way. Back when you started FSW, was there anyone out there who was at an older age, let's say, you know, mid-40s to early 50s, that you considered, you know, using, but for whatever reason, it didn't work out? Were, were there people that you were interested in back then that, you know, you consider nowadays, uh, like you said, still in a viable age range, but back then it was considered, hey, you're kind of over the hill. Well, being that he was local and he helped train guys and he was one of our trainers for a while, Disco Inferno was a guy in his early 40s that was in really good shape. You know, yeah. his cardio, everything about him was like, man, this guy's in better shape than he was in his WCW heyday, you know, and it's funny, you know, disco loves to antagonize and, and irritate. And, you know, I guess he is, uh, been in a little Twitter beef recently that, that I saw, uh, regarding the Eddie Kingston thing, you know, I was doing my radio show and they were talking about stuff and it's mind boggling to me. Well, you know, you need to make sure whatever you say is okayed by the other talent. And, you know, what kills me is since Sammy Guevara never asked the fat guy who's Eddie Kingston, who happens to be overweight, Kevin Owens, some of these guys are bigger. Since he didn't ask him if it was okay to talk about his weight, he shouldn't have talked about his weight. And then Sammy Bubar's got to release a statement about it. And Eddie right. Kingston's got to release a statement to, like, leave the guy alone. You know, I acted irrationally. And, again, that's something that seems to to, to follow him around. As right. talented as he is, it's like it was always in this business you need tough skin. You know, people are going to say things. 
The idea is you take a little something of the truth and you expound upon it. Right. Sammy Guevara should not have had to explain that he's the heel and Eddie Kingston's the face and to antagonize Eddie Kingston as I'm this guy in great shape against this guy who's fat and out of shape, as Rick Root called the entire audience back in the day. And Sam, by the way, Sammy used that. It wasn't just Kingston. He said that, you know, Kingston was a fat pig or whatever, just like all of you. And he used it to insult the audience in a heel move. So it wasn't just right. like it would be different if he was the he was the the face saying that about the heel. Right. You, you yep. know what I mean? Or it's like the king of the pipe bomb got upset because Adam Page said some things about him that he felt were unnecessary. Well, I felt they were necessary. Like we're we're trying to get a feud for people to give a shit. And really make this an intense moment between the two. So your receipt is going out there and calling out a guy who's not going to come out. And basically making him look like a little bitch. Because what does he do? Fuck you, Tony Khan. I'm going to go out there and we're really going to fight. And in most cases, you know, CM Punk's going to get beat up by somebody. Right. If it was a real fight. Right. So... It's like, I don't understand. I understand the woke moment and everything and every, that's going on. But my goodness, like, now everything needs to be approved. And, you know, I, it was funny because recently they were talking about in Hollywood about, you know, having these intimacy coordinators, yes. uh, you know, for the sex scenes. Well, now it comes into the wrestling, the promo scenes. We need to have somebody massage the promo massager who's going to come in and make sure that, you know, it ain't like the jerky boys and you say offensive things, you know, saying very hurtful things to somebody that the repercussions are going to lead to a real fight that is going to be embarrassingly bad if it ever gets seen. You know, it was funny when Scott Steiner called out Ric Flair because he hated him 30 years ago and would just bring up him or DDP or somebody he wasn't even feuding with. Yeah. You know, sort of like Brett the Threat, who basically anytime there's a mention of somebody coming to FSW, Brett wants to fight everybody. Right. Like, can you pick and choose? Like, can you concentrate on what you're doing now instead of 39 other people? You know, you want now you want Sharp and Damian Drake. Oh, Chris Bay's coming to the show. I want Chris Bay. Oh, Joe talked with Danny Limelight, how Danny Limelight said he should be booked at FSW, and I said he was busy, and somehow that translated into Brett talking about how, oh, I hear you're coming back to FSW. I want you too. And it's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Well, and but Brett did get a, a match this coming uh, Sunday, and uh, he's already saying that he's going to uh, – basically put him down um, well he used my he used my words against me and he basically are- announced the match because i said on this podcast that yeah as a fan i'd like to see it it would be a good match and then yep. he's already he's already making flyers of him and blair brody 
Well, you know, it's going to be a good match. I I, I assume that those two are going to uh, to bring it against each other, especially because Blair Brody has uh, a little bit to prove uh, because of uh, the way Brett has approached this. Um, and like you said, Brett did also uh, mention that Chris Bay is back. And, uh, you know, I, I expect Brett would uh, probably uh, off script just go and interrupt doing a promo um, um maybe, maybe he wants to have a handicap match against bay and blair brody because he thinks he's that good well you know listen he's on a roll man and there you uh, go bear chris bay and blair brody the killer bees brother <laughs> oh man uh only, only if you have the uh, the killer bee masks, so we can't tell the two apart. Yes, <laughs> I hated that tag team, by the way. Well, you know, Jim Jim Bronzel is a good dude. Not most people who quit the CAC say that. No, no, that's 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 the other guy. That's oh, that's Brie Blind Brer. That's right. Yeah, yeah, he he's on the he's on the hit list. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, it's it's there's some interesting stuff, uh, but you know, so that's a whole nother bag of worms. Um, who else? So I know uh, Viva Van's going to be on the show. Uh, is she going to be defending the championship? I don't believe so. We're looking like we're going to do a tag match. It's either going to be a six woman tag or a four woman tag. Uh, as of right now, I know it, uh, Milo and, uh, Viva will be on one side, uh, Rochelle Riveter, Alice Blair. I just got a message from Johnny Robbie. She's actually having an MRI done at 6 a.m. on Sunday, uh, to see if she's okay to go. So we're going to see. And then unfortunately, uh, one of the other females, uh, Gypsy Mac, uh, she got injured a little bit, so she won't be able to be there. So we're, we're figuring out what we're going to do. It might be a straight tag, but if Johnny Robbie's there, obviously we are going to figure out how to incorporate her. But we uh, just added a trios match uh, coming off their victory at Survival of the Fittest. Uh Sky High and Bodie. Okay. They will be teaming up against Lights Camera Faction. Whoa. In the six-man tag. So, you know, a lot of uh, interesting things there. You know, the faction, the tag team considered to be maybe the number one contender for the tag belts. And Sky High is kind of uh, right in that mix. So a victory from Sky High will kind of cloud the picture, even though TBD has defeated Sky High in the past. Yeah. Um, that's very, very interesting. Uh, and, you know, the faction's been on a roll. Uh, are we going to see, uh, is it going to be Fresco, Watson, and, uh, and Braxton? Or is it no. going to be Ice? It's going to be Ice, Fresco, and Braxton. Wow. All right, so so Watson, Watson uh, unavailable. Watson. He is unavailable. Yeah, he messaged me. 
So he's unavailable. Uh, Manny Lemons is making his return. Really? To FSW. Yes. He will be going one-on-one -on -one with Clutch. Wow. That's cool. Uh, that's and, a great and, and Yes, we, we have the card kind of set. You know, after uh, he got his bag stolen at the uh, number one contender match, Jordan Oasis will go one-on-one -on -one with the returning Cameron Gates, who uh, showed a lot of promise. Yeah, I was I was really – now, how how familiar were you with Cameron Gates before uh, you booked him for that match? Uh, none whatsoever. I heard of the name, didn't know really anything about him. I messaged my uh, No Limits connoisseurs, uh, Matt Vandegriff and Jay Vidal, separately, of course, and asked them about some people. And uh, Jay Vidal highly recommended Cameron Gates. So when things kind of fell through uh, with, with some of the other guys, it was time to reach out. Let's get some new blood in the FSW. And he was eager to uh, make an appearance and show uh, his skill set. And, you know, I think he's a good addition. He, he has a different look than a lot of the other guys. He moves around. You know, he's a nice, fresh face. Uh, Jordan Cruz also uh, returning to FSW. And uh, Cutthroat Cody and Jacob Austin Young will be on hand. And right now, uh, Cutthroat Cody has uh, requested some mic time, like usual. And, uh, you know, he has some things uh, he needs to discuss, you know. He's had a couple of uh, outbursts, I guess you can say, over uh, the last couple of months. Yeah. And he is going to address some situations. So, you know, we'll see where that lies. So, you know, a lot of good action, man. A special Sunday 2 o'clock start. And I'll be 100% honest with you. If I knew All Out was running that day, I wouldn't have ran. We were trying to base it around Chris Bay's schedule. And he was working APW on the 3rd. So the 4th made sense because I didn't think anything was going on. Usually those pay-per-views are at the end of the month. Right. And then it was like, hey, by the way, Joe, and that's from our regular fans who – you know, our regular fans are big AEW fans. So it's like, we're looking, you know, we, we haven't really got enough responses. I, I'm more than willing to, to host the AEW uh, All Out as an after party to the wrestling show. But, you know, it's got to make sense. You know, if three people want to come watch it, it's kind of pointless. But if right. we can get 20, 30 people that want to sit in, you know, we'll have some beverages and, and some snacks for people. They could watch it on the big screen and the three or four other screens around the room. Uh, love to do it. Yeah, so uh, contact Joe if uh, you've seen uh, his posts on Facebook or uh, you have his email address. Just uh, hit him up and uh, try to get some people together here to uh, watch that uh, pay-per-view afterwards. Um, you know, all, all our poor students will come and watch for free, you know. But the idea is to try to get some fans there, you know. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? That's the incentive, fans. If you watch the pay-per-view, you get to sit next to your favorite new student 
in uh, FSW's uh, training classes. So. You know, who knows? Maybe uh, Brett the Threat and the Suavecitos will uh, be on hand to uh, watch the show and talk about how, yeah, you know, the Young Bucks and FTR, they're all right, but, man, if we were in there, what a banger it would be. Well, I think they would they would feel that they should be the ones in the uh, the uh, three man tag tournament uh, to win the belts there at AEW. Uh, speaking of Suavecitos, uh, how's uh, Danny doing after uh, the the nose uh, injury? Uh, I haven't talked or heard from him since, so <laughs> I'm doing great since his injury. <laughs> So that's the key. The key is he has to get something smashed, and then you're good for for two weeks, three weeks. Well, you know, I saw that uh, he must be fine. They got to wrestle uh, Eli Everfly and his lovely wife, uh, Doomfly, uh, this past weekend. And I saw my my boys, Tito and Che, were on the show. Uh, So I sent a little message. Uh, since he's not working for us and he doesn't really get any envelopes from me, and he always used to, we would always joke about how little would be in the envelope when I did give it to him when he worked. You know, I told him I'd have an envelope for him if he uh, accidentally had a run-in with Danny at, at the show. So I got, I gotta, I gotta find out from Tito back from Japan if he uh, took care of some business for me. <laughs> Immediate title shot if it happens, you know. I, you know, I got a feeling this is this is all working up eventually to uh, Joe DeFalco uh, stepping in the ring with the Suavecitos. So, well, at least I'd have the height advantage. Ooh, <laughs> even Bodie's oh, got the height advantage now. It's funny. Well, I saw a picture uh, Chris Bay put on Facebook when he was teaching the kids' class of Bodie yeah. five years ago. It's like, holy fuck, you know, because there's a difference between when you're a kid who's growing into a bigger kid than an adult into adult. Five years don't really change you. Right. You know, Bodie's this little 10 year old kid. Yeah. And the, the funny thing, too, is how young Bay looked, too. Look, you know, you just said an adult kind of maturing it to an adult. But even Bay uh, five years ago. Still had kind of that uh, that baby uh, look going on, and now look at him, you know, Bullet Club superstar. You know, it's yeah. amazing. Five years of being the uh, fall guy for the Bullet Clubs really aged him. Well, I I I, I hear rumors that uh, you know that certain contracts might be up soon, so. Who knows where the uh, the doors might open next? That, that is not true. We have re-upped Chris Bay. He is not a free agent from FSW. He was just taking some time off. So I'm here to quash all the rumors. Um, where do you see Chris uh, fitting in? Do, do you see that, uh, you know, that idea of uh, Chris possibly getting a shot at Greg Sharp down the line might be a, a reality? The truth is, I know exactly what Chris Bay is looking to do. But since Chris Bay is going to make an appearance on Sunday, why would I want to give it away 
I will let the fans, because not only is Chris Bay going to let us know what he is going to do, whether he does it or not on Sunday, he will be in action. So, you know, don't just think you're going to get a Chris Bay, hey, hey, everybody, how you doing? I'm going to go commentate and shit all over a nice Williams match. You know what I mean? It's going to be more of, hey, I'm back, I'm ready to roll. You know, who's who's in front of me? And, you know, it just hit me. Uh, I believe uh, Sin Bodhi's on the card too, right? Uh, that we have to rethink. I had talked to Sin, and, and, and it's kind of just jumbled up of matches that kind of were put together. And, you know, we have to see where we're at, you know. I could have added Sid Bodie and made it a four-on-four, four, but all the faction members won't be there. So I have to uh, figure it out because, you know, there's only a couple of, uh, you know, there's like a match left, but I got guys that are still going to be there that, what's the pre-show? I know Devin Reno is going to be on hand. I know Jacob Boston Young. I know Cody. I know Sin. I know Jordan Cruz. I know some of our younger guys, and it's like, but, and 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 that's what happens when you have so many, so such talent that's yeah. going to be around there. You know, Nick Xander won't be uh, at the show, you know, and Nick Bugatti won't be at the show, and Remy Marcel won't be at the show, and Hammerstone won't be at the show. So there's a lot of top talent because we have so much talent. And, yeah. you know, we're also trying to make sense of the show and, and having Blair Brody and, and Brett the Thread and having Oasis and Cameron Gates. And, you know, those kind of make sense coming off what we did the last show. Yeah. Um, when you look forward, then, uh, what is the, the plans for the next uh, big show? Well, right now, uh, we're going to do a future shock on the 17th. We were going to do it the 10th, but uh, Dom's running where half our guys are going to be there anyway. And when I say half our guys, I mean half our guys from Vegas and the Arizona guys. So none of them would be there for a future shock, which is where a lot of those guys were going to be, you know. So then New Japan's got their ring crew and Greg Greg Sharp's going to be, you know, there at the event. And I know he's having a couple of our guys help out with the ring crew there. So some of the younger guys that were going to be on our show can't be on the show. So we're going to move that to September 17th. The next high-octane moment of truth will be October 8th. And then it's either going to be, you know, I'm leaning toward Mecca 8 being October 23rd, uh, the day after, the two days after the impact tapings on the 21st and 22nd. Uh, For the Mecca, you know, we like using a lot of the outside talent. And a lot of these guys are already going to be in Vegas. So through D-Lo, whether Sammy Callahan's involved, you know, it may not be a Revolver match, but you may see four guys from Revolver on the show just because – a Trey Miguel, we have a good relationship with, and we've used him numerous times. Uh, Sammy Callahan, you know, we've used him numerous times. So 
that would make me believe a Chris Bay is available because he's going to be at the taping. I doubt he already took a Sunday booking, you know? So it's like I've already been in reach and uh, Toa Leona uh, is scheduled uh, to return. You know, I got to make sure I got to see what's up with the schedule uh, for TJP. I know he's going back to Japan actually in two days. So I believe it's going to be for a month. And because we're also talking about doing a specialized TJP training program uh, for students. So totally separate from the uh, FSW training facility and coming in during the week. This is going to be a specialized, you know, two to three day a week with TJP and probably some guest trainers if he's unable to be there. But it'll be a set price. It'll be X amount of weeks. And it'll really be more for uh, the beginners and intermediates. Wow. That's a great opportunity. Keep your ears peeled for that because that's, that's, yeah, you can't ask for a better uh, a better uh, person to, uh, again, learn from. Um, you know, you, you did say uh, Impact. Uh, we know Impact Wrestling, of course, has uh, won uh, Eddie Edwards. Uh, could we possibly see you book uh, maybe Eddie and uh, his uh, his pal there and we get the Wolves uh, on a Mecca? It's definitely a possibility. You know what I mean? It's Eddie Davey's a guy that we have used uh, frequently over the last six months. So using him is a no brainer. And with Eddie being there, putting together a Wolves match in Mecca, maybe versus, you know, one of the other best tag teams around, you know, again, it's, it's about the Mecca is about expanding the brand. You know, yeah. as much as I like our tag teams, the Mecca is more for matchups, the Wrestle Circus of the Days, you know, the, the PWGs, where it's like, holy shit, you yeah. know, it's going to be the Wolves versus FTR. You know what I mean? It's like right. we put together that match, people are going to give a shit, right. you know. And when you're on Fight TV, you're not worried about just people coming to Vegas to see the show. But with Impact around, you know, they may not have a huge fan base, but there will be people coming in from Arizona and California. And if they get to see a third show, similar to how we did it with Ring of Honor, yeah. now all of a sudden we we got this, the monster matchup, you know. Are we going to crown a new Mecca Grand Champion? You know, we have Chris Bay there. Is you know, <laughs> Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, and, and Moose, yeah, yeah, that's true. Hammerstone. Yeah, that's... You know, guys that have been on... You know, when you... You know, look at the posters, look at the card titles, you know, look at look at the Mecca. In a lot of cases, we used guys more than one time because right. we had a good relationship with them. We liked them. You know, uh, Willie Mack, for example, he lives in town. He just wrestled at the AEW uh, weekend shows that we did, the collective. 
had a great match with Remy Marcel. He wrestled also when we did uh, the scramble match, when we right. did FSW versus Revolver, where he, he was victorious. So Willie's definitely a guy. We're so fortunate that guys like that live in Vegas. Yeah. You know, if Jeff Cobb's in town, of course we're going to make him an offer to to do something. You know, Bateman, Limelight, the 1%. There's so many guys that have Tom Lawler. If he's not in Japan, of course we would use him. You know, why wouldn't we use Tom? Tom's great to have on the show. Yeah. So, Juicy, you know, he's looking to come back after taking a few months off. So we definitely have a long list that needs to become a short list because right. you got to remember, we also want to incorporate some of the best FSW guys uh, right. that, that we have done over the time frame of giving a no limits champion an opportunity. Like in the past, Ice Williams got to work in a match that had Funny Bone, Remy Marcel and TJ Perkins in it for example. Right. So all these matches are meant. If Greg Sharp is still the Nevada State champion, you know, him and Davey Richards, if it wasn't the Wolves, makes sense. They had a time limit draw. You know, there's bringing in the name talent sometimes on paper doesn't look like the biggest deal. But when the fans, as loyal as they are, see a lot of the same regulars over and over and over, well, it's it spices things up by right. getting these name guys in there and having a Chris Bay and having a Hammerstone who are currently national names, but they are they are like, you know, Hammerstone more so because he's a champ and he's on all the shows, but these are the faces of the company. Right. So, you know, mixed in with the guys who've been around forever, the Remy's and the Cody's and the Jake Boston Young's. And then you look at a guy who's been around forever, but used a little less often like Funny Bull. You know, right. he's a major cog. On a show like that, that's generally a spot. Hey, Funny Bone and Crazy Steve, for example. You right. know, Funny Bone and Rosemary, for whatever it is. You know, you know what I'm saying? There's ways you can definitely go. So, you know, I have a long list of people you know, that we'd love to use. So it's availability, depending on the contracts of impact. Certain guys could do whatever they want. Right. Certain guys need the approval. Well, I think we're in a better position to get approval than a lot of companies because through DLO and the relationship we have with Scott Diamore and impact that we've worked with them for six years, that if they're doing a show Friday and Saturday and flying their guy out Sunday night, who cares if he has a match Sunday right. at FSW in Vegas instead of Sunday in Ohio? Right. You know, what's the difference? Yeah. It's another payday for their guy. So, you know, we still got to iron that out. And then in November, you know, we're trying to get the schedules in check. That's the final big bang of the year against all odds. 30-man rumble. Winner gets the shot at the heavyweight championship in the main event. And I've already talked to some mainstays from FSW that haven't been around, 
some new faces that we would like to incorporate. Uh, I really would love this to be the year of the surprise of the Rumble. You know, nice. it, what what's better than all of a sudden like, oh shit, it's Rey Mysterio at the Rumble. Oh shit, it's AJ Styles. Right. Well, obviously, we're not going to get those guys, but it's like, oh shit. Here's this ex WWE guy, or oh shit, it's Bray Wyatt at number thirty. I can't believe it. You know, I I I, I would love to see that happen, and I want to know how much your uh, <laughs> how much you won on the uh, the poker machine that uh, <laughs> that made that possible. Oh, I, I well, <laughs> it hasn't happened recently, but it would sure have to be. Yeah. Um, and when you're you're looking here, uh, you know, at those plans for November, how far out do you start really kind of mapping out the the road to that, especially if you do have Mecca kind of in the middle of that process? Well, it throw, yeah, it, throw, it throws a wrench in everything yeah. because the continuity stops for that show to then have to, you know, regenerate the momentum for the November. But the thing about a rumble is that's kind of the start of things, you right. know, in, in a lot of cases. No Escape kind of finishes things off, which is in January, but in November, we can create whatever we want based off the rumble stuff. So right. now all of a sudden there's new feuds. Who tossed this guy, which led to something down the line. So in the back of my mind for November, I'm thinking about where I'm looking at for the cage matches. Gotcha. Because generally we're going to do two or three cage matches. So is it going to be the heavyweight championship? Is it going to be the no limits? Is there a blood feud like there was with Van de Griff and Damian Drake? You know? Right. And and you got to figure all that out. But everything leads into the rumble. It's like, okay, is this guy coming back? Is he going to be back just for this? Or is he looking to get back in on a regular basis? There's guys that I'm holding off that we haven't seen. And I was thinking about using them. And then it was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe we just wait because it becomes a bigger, bigger surprise. People get a, get a bigger pop when you haven't seen a guy for six months. Right. And it's like, oh, because this is a little different in WWE. Oh, uh, this guy's a free agent. Oh, it looks like he's going to sign with AEW. Well, here, guys work all over the place. And sometimes people that we think are regulars are not regulars only because of one thing, and that's scheduling. Right. You know, Chris Bay is based on schedule. You know, we will use him as often as we can. Kenny King. The last right. two main shows we did, New Japan ran the same day. So yeah. we couldn't use certain individuals like a Bateman or a Danny Limelight that we were looking to use on a more frequent basis. Or if GCW is running, you know, a lot of times, oh, those guys are already booked there and they're, they're going to work for a company that, you know, they get flown to all parts of the world, you know. Right. Great to see guys like, you know, Jordan Oliver, Nick Wayne, that whole crew getting flown to Japan. You know, we were going to do a show here together on the 24th, 
GC, uh, GCW was scheduled to come back because they were in LA on the 23rd. Right. And we were setting it up. I had gotten the nugget on hold for the 24th. And then when I hit up Brett, it was like, Hey, sorry, Joe. Uh, we have a show the 26th. We got to get from, you know, they can't go from LA to Vegas back to LA to fly to Japan. So right. the show's over. They're pretty much flying that night right out to Japan. So they have a day or two to, you know, relax, you know, get the, uh, the jet lag off of them because they got two shows in a row and then they got like five days off and then they're running a third. Jesus, man. Uh, how would you like to have that problem? I can't even get past 11 holes of golf and I'm in a fucking cart, bro. <laughs> Imagine if I had to walk it. I'd be done in my whole four. <laughs> I just got an image of you just crawling through the sand trap. Just <laughs> I was in one. Didn't get out the first time. Then I overshot the green on the second one. <laughs> but, you know, no one's around, technically, if you're playing by yourself. So do you do you uh, take the little advantages and uh, get yourself out of situations by just kind of, you know, bending the rules a bit? I don't move the ball at all, but I'll hit I'll hit two balls. Gotcha. Like. You know, I'm trying to practice. I'm not I'm not playing for a score. So if I'm not holding anybody up, like if I don't have a good tee shot, let me take a second one. It's only practice. And in reality, 11 holes, I paid for 18 holes. So if I took 103 shots to get through 18 holes, what's the difference if I got to 98 shots on 11 holes? I just hit, you know, the balls twice just to try to hit different shots and see – you know where I'm at. Yeah. And when yeah. I when I play Kenny King, I can't be taking two shots every every hole. You know, I get I get one mulligan per nine. <laughs> well, that that's uh, one of the things that we're gonna have to see now. That see, there you go. Uh, you know, Impact Weekend. You know, set it up Thursday. Joe versus Kenny King going into Impact Weekend. Who knows? Maybe it's going to be against Sammy Callahan. Let's see. Loser has to pay for the FSW Revolver show. <laughs> ah. Ah. I might have an edge on the Penguin. Uh, any final thoughts as we're uh, starting to wrap up here? Yeah, I'm really tired. Playing, I didn't realize playing golf. Man, I'll, I'll get in. I'll get in a lot better shape playing golf three days a week again. Let me tell you that. You know, no doubt about it. Now we got a, we got a great show on Sunday. You know, unfortunately, as I said, you know, it's it's an early time. It's really hot. People who want to have their all out parties, they're going to be there. So, unfortunately, as good a card as it is, you know, I don't expect to see as many people as we did at the last high octane show which is disappointing, you know, hopefully we yeah. can get there, but you know, Vandergriff and Gatson and, and, and Chris Bay and, and seeing two upstarts that are like, you know, maybe future champions down the line, Brett, the thread and Blair Brody, uh, the faction and, and, and sky high and Bodie, you know, that should be a lot of fun. 
first time ever we're gonna have you know five or six women wrestlers on one show yeah so you know if johnny robbie is able to go you know she is you know someone who is getting a lot of momentum and getting a lot of love real real quick in her career she hasn't wrestled for that long and i've been told you know from numerous people you know how talented she is yeah absolutely and you know this is a great chance too if uh if you're in the area if you're in vegas get down there and uh see these guys as close as you're gonna get to seeing them uh you know that's one of the cool things about the fsw arena is getting a chance to see some of these younger talents uh like i mean again cameron gates to me cameron gates is high on my list but so is uh jordan oasis you know um and uh you know so is jordan cruz so is jordan cruz yeah you know a, a guy that we haven't we've used sporadically you know he's the uh united wrestling he's one of the champions there yeah. he looks like a million bucks and it just goes to show how much talent we have that i'm not able to get a guy like that who not only is a super nice dude he can wrestle he looks the part he dresses the part not sure about his promos. We haven't really given him that much of an opportunity, but he checks a lot of boxes, but it's still hard for me to get him on because yeah. there's so many guys, as I said, you know, where's Graves? Where's Remy? You know, where, where where's a lot of guys that we use on frequent basis that we can't fit in? You know, we're not going to be the NWA. We're not going to do four pre-show matches and then a main card of nine matches. I think they had 16 matches, they said. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It, it uh, yeah. And that's, it's not only them, but it's becoming a problem just in general where you're seeing cards that are just lining up with too many matches. Um, and it speaks a lot to all the talent that's out there nowadays, but... At the same time, that's a long time to, you know, to sit, especially like you said, it's, you know, it's Vegas, it's hot and uh, you got a pay-per-view kind of afterwards, uh, potentially in the arena. So people, again, if you want to look into uh, getting that party together, uh, talk talk to Joe and see see if we can get enough people uh, to watch uh, all out. Um, But it, it sounds like a fabulous time. Um, just a lot of good talent on this show. And uh, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, an opportunity to see some of the, the bigger names uh, like Chris Bay um, before, you know, uh, the next chance, which might not be till Mecca. So um, check it out and don't miss uh, the opportunity. Again, if you have... Uh, you know, if you have the ability to get down there here in Vegas, that's awesome. But if you can't, FSW Network, six ninety nine a month, sign up, go watch some of the back work, uh, you know, some of the Brandon Gats and stuff that we talked about. Uh, just fabulous to go back and, and look at some of the, um, the old matches uh, with some of the guys that you know today as Karrion Cross or, uh, you know, Max Dupree, L.A. Knight, Eli Drake. Lance, Lance Archer, Brian Cage. Yeah. 
Yeah, some great um, stuff. We've had Solo Sokoa, Zoe Stark. Yep. The Reno Scum. There, yeah. You know, we've had so many, not even champions, just so many of our guys who before they broke out to be major stars have, you know, come through the pike. Even even guys like Paul London wrestled a bunch of times for us and Austin Aries yeah. and, you know, Brian Kendrick and Eugene right. and, you know, the who's who, Matt Hardy, former champion. You know, we came up with the interim championship in wrestling before anybody else did. And, and you know, Joe, just happens that Matt Hardy happens to be in the same company that keeps using the interim championship. So, yeah, it's amazing, you know. And Matt Hardy surrounds a lot of things that he did in FSW where his son beat Disco Inferno and then they proceeded to do it elsewhere. Yeah. He was the interim champion in FSW and then had to wrestle Karrion Cross in a ladder match to unify the titles. It was weird because it was a steel cage ladder match, which I don't know. I think I'm the only one who's ever done that, too. Yeah, that's probably. So it was inside the cage, and you had to climb. And bottom line was Rocky fucking put the belt way too low, I remember. So it's like you got to the fourth rung. Even Spider would have been able to get to the belt. And he's afraid of heights. Well, you know, uh, that's the thing. FSW, very innovative in uh, thought. That's right. You know? you know, we're the first. So check out the FSW Network. Uh, check out uh, this Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific time, the uh, high octane. And uh, that is uh, where we're going to be at for this week. And uh, – Enjoy your uh, Labor Day weekend uh, after the show, Joe. Uh, you know, maybe uh, on Monday oh, you'll that go a holiday out. too. It's another holiday. It's a ho everything's a holiday. <laughs> yeah, but you know, you can go out and get a couple rounds in now on on a Monday. That no, nah, it'll you know. suck because there'll be fucking a million people there because everybody will have off. I like playing empty courses. I don't like playing when there's a hundred people there because they'll. You know, a party of four in front of me will take fucking forever. Yeah. You know, they got to address the ball. They got to look. They got, oh, I'm not sure. Oh, I'm going to step back. You know, I got to fully analyze this shot that they shank into the fucking woods or into a sand trap anyway. It's like, so how's that going for you? Great. Well, either way, uh, you know, have a great Labor Day weekend. Everyone uh, listening and watching, same thing. Have a great Labor Day weekend. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week and talk over uh, the show and what uh, came out of the high octane. And uh, look forward to uh, to seeing what's next uh, for FSW. So until then, everyone, take care, and we'll see you guys later. <laughs>